This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to, uh, you know what, I'm going to call this a new-ish kind of segment for the Monday Mini, um, because we've done a few things throughout, and you know, typically this is our shorter episodes where we talk about current events, current issues, and all of that. But you also know, I am addicted to TikTok, and I am on a lot of controversial uh, TikTok sites, so like... You have specific algorithms that stick to you. It's quite funny because people make jokes of like, apparently TikTok thinks I'm a lesbian introvert with ADHD. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I find a lot of things fascinating, which I send to you often, um, that happens on TikTok and social media. Uh, And I know we're going to have a fun episode coming up, correct? I think we've already recorded with Bridget talking about social media and some of the new things that is happening that kind of seems to be going in reverse to what we know, we being the millennials, or for me, elder millennials, I don't want to hear that again, (laughs) to uh, where we began. So Facebook was our first social media presence. And it is quickly kind of becoming like a boomer thing (laughs) somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the rest of us have slowly, like, quietly quit from Facebook, I think. We still have accounts, but we rarely post. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we moved on to Twitter, and that was a big thing, and trying to keep up with that. Oh, no, MySpace. I forgot. I keep forgetting about MySpace. How could you? Oh, did you have a MySpace? No, <laughs> but I like hearing about Were you about too it. <laughs> young for MySpace? I wasn't too young, but I, I was just a late adopter to everything. So I think when I was in high school... My friend okay. had it, but I never got it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's so many things. And because of that, I feel like I want to have a Samantha's Corner, Samantha's Rant. Uh, that's not specifically like the happy hours where we talk about emotions. We're going to talk about things that pop up that I'm like, what is this? And let's talk about it. And I know there's articles out there, and there are, about this. And this one has been on our plate for a while. Like, I was like, I need to do this. Um, and it's the call-out culture 
in social media. And I'm going to kind of go in between call-out culture, cancel culture, and accountability. So they, these three things kind of start blurring lines. Um, but for now, we'll just call it call-out culture. And Annie, have you seen any... Vi- like, I know people send you TikToks. Do you, have you seen any that would be call-out videos, you think? No. Uh, no, I, I know people... And again, this is... We've talked about cancel culture before... It is like the, there is a line and it gets messy. I've had friends who experienced it where the story wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be scary, but I've never heard... I don't think anybody's ever sent me like a TikTok call-out okay. video. I will. That's okay. an assignment I'm going to take on. <laughs> and this definition comes out of the uh, dictionary from Cambridge.org. And it says, call-out culture is a way of behaving in society or group in which people are often criticized in public, for example, on social media, for their words or actions, or asked to explain them. And one of the things that has happened since the pandemic, uh, since the protests for the Black Lives Matter movements, is a lot of people are coming on here with heavy opinions, saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things, anti-vaxxers coming out with misinformation racist tirades, you know, all these things that have happened. And we get, with the age of social media, cameras on phones uh, where they can get caught. And then all the sleuths that have come through, all the all the TikTok detectives or the uh, Instagram detectives that go through to find and to get to these people. Of course, again, this kind of varies into, is that cancel culture kind of in between? And just as a reminder, cancel culture, uh, which is defined by Merriam-Webster, the practice or tendency of engaging mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. So there's been tons. I I can name four specific people that literally go through and their entire content is finding uh, who they think is problematic, calling them out, and then giving out public information. Now, have we talked about doxing before, Annie? Yes. Uh, I don't think we've ever done like a whole episode on it, but it comes up in literally, I think, every technology episode we do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so this is where we're going to also talk about doxing, which uh, is defined as also from Merriam-Webster to publicly identify or publish private information about someone, especially as a form of punishment or revenge. So now... I'm not saying that they are doxing. Most of these sites will get public records and then post them up. They will call out their jobs. They will call out uh, their family. And they will call out their other social medias with their full name. There's one woman whose whole TikTok is, is just having people say, can you find me? to see if she can find them. And she can, like with the as minimal little amount of information they can put out there, she can figure out who they are. And she'll do it as almost like a party trick. It's kind of interesting. I'm like, also very terrifying. Of course, we're pretty public, so it's not, <laughs> it's nothing too new to us, I guess. Um, but it's very interesting because I was the first one to be like, yes, yes, go get them. These racist pieces of jerks uh, need to be called out. Yes, if they are serving children, like teachers or or nurses, and they're spreading misinformation or talking about how they hate a group of people. That's really problematic, and we need to have this conversation, and we need they need consequences. But it's become such a point of entertainment 
I'm starting to wonder: Is this a good thing? And in a lot of these people. Have controversial backgrounds themselves, or have made statements themselves that put them in ugh, light, and so you kind of start wondering: Is this a way of getting the justice? I guess. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So, Eddie, can you think of a time where you've seen a person get justice? I don't know how else to say this. I think we've talked about this in our cancel culture episode. I would have said maybe Kevin Spacey, and now he's, like, speaking again in public events. Right. He's back. Harvey Weinstein, I guess, went to jail, but it, like, took so much to do it. And I'm not sure, like, the social media part was a big part of it, but it wasn't the only um, part of it. I, I also, I guess I want to caveat, I think my answer is not really. Um, yeah. But I do want to caveat, I'm not on social media that much. <laughs> um, so, because I think it, it's 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 one of those like really fine lines, like we said. It, it, it's great, at, it can be really great at calling attention to people in power and like, hey, we can't forget what has happened here. But if nothing happens outside of that, I don't know. It, it's complicated, but I would say my answer is, with all those caveats, not really. Right. <laughs> so I, I know, and we're going to talk a bit about businesses too, uh, because they they are not immune to this. But uh, in a Guardian article that talked about 
call-out cultures. They said, some people feel that call-outs are an excuse for petty drama, which is what I'm saying, and a way to stir up gossip more than to promote social justice. And that is exactly one of the things that I I feel like, yes, there's vindication, but at the same time, this feels gross that we are all celebrating it. We don't, we shouldn't be sitting here saying, yes, we caught them, we got them fired, end of story. We know the whole uh, event that happened in New York with the bird watcher and the woman with the dog. She sued her company, and I think won. <laughs> Uh, because she felt like that was, you know, uh, done incorrectly. What she did was racist as wrong. I will not doubt that. This could have completely harmed uh, that individual. But also the victim said he did not want that for her. He did not want all this conversation. What he wanted was just to be able to peacefully go and have an interaction and move on. But this was problem to him. So I feel like we also need to listen to the victims of the people. Right. So if he's the one that's saying, I didn't want all of that for her. Yes, I wanted justice, but not all of this. This is unnecessary. And in that same article, they said, a frequently cited problem with call outs is that it's all too easy to get carried away and overpunish people, turning alleged perpetrators of upsetting acts into victims themselves. Um, and I thought that was interesting because, again, people are jerks and we know things happen, but we also have seen things like, People writing from when they were 17, 15, because they have the newer generations have grown up with social media, which we didn't, which I didn't, that are being they are being punished now for it. I will say, don't be uh, ignorant and think that people cannot find your past. <laughs> That's always something. But also, I will say people change. I changed. I changed from thinking that. Affirmative action was racist tokenism, um, and I was going to hold up the white supremacy. Of course, I didn't know that then by saying I can earn my own, which is not the truth. This is not the truth um, in what it actually did. But because I was so young and really under the influence of my family who believed that way, I thought that too. Would I have said something? If I had Twitter at that point in time, I don't know. Because making controversial statements can also be a thing that makes you rise up, right? Yeah, and uh, we've discussed that too. A lot of times Bridget, or even in our recent YouTube episode of the way the algorithm works, is you can get more traction by doing that, by making these kind of like really incendiary uh, claims and just catches on. And I think that's like one of my biggest anxieties around all of this is um, because as we said in that cancel culture episode, when used correctly, all for it, all great. And it's one of those things that like people, especially conservatives, like to like say witch hunt or whatever, and that's not what's happening. But when it becomes like, I know there's been a couple of instances of somebody has a similar username to someone else. And then you as the as the person who just like gloms on it's like oh yeah we're mad at this person because they did a terrible thing and you don't do the research you don't do the like the step and you just do it and then it turns out that wasn't who you were mad at it was a different person right. and now this person is dealing with all of these things that maybe <laughs> right they they had like nothing to do with this whole conversation so that's what kind of makes me makes me nervous because I think it, it is set up, a lot of social media is set up to reward kind of this like, yeah, controversial, right. incendiary things. Right. And it brings out a mob mentality. 
for sure. And there have been several instances when they go after private people, tag the wrong person, and they get flooded with harassment repeatedly. And mm-hmm. it is such an unfortunate event because we've seen that constantly because people don't do background checks and they try to be detectives by saying, this is here to here to here, and this is this person, obviously. And it kind of becomes, again, a show for them to try to undo that. It's hard to undo that. Um, now, things people do move on to the next person, but it's hard to undo a lot of those things. Um, one of the articles that I read was an interview with a uh, scholar and feminist, uh, Loretta Ross, Professor Ross, and she says, it's the tendency, which is unfortunate, for people to want to publicly shame and humiliate people. And it's based on what they say or what they look like or what they wear or who they're hanging out with or who they agree or disagree with. It's attaching labels to people without really doing any kind of nuance, uh, without understanding that even if you disagree with someone, you shouldn't want to attack their humanity, call them a toxic person, or or things like that. It's usually done most damagingly over the internet because social media amplifies and makes all call-outs basically go viral immediately. And again, this is kind of that thing. I can think of five people, uh, like they were, and they were all fighting with each other. They've all had to step away from their account because they got something so wrong or they were so offensive in some things that they had to stop and say, uh, but they were still too deep into their content to stop altogether. There are so many things. And then I don't know if you remember this video. I think I've talked about it before where a girl gets into a wreck with a very fancy vehicle and all you see is the girl screaming at him and it looks like that she had hit him. But then you, she gets a surveillance camera, CCTV footage, which shows he actually cut her off and she he hit her. But like... Because he released that video, people started attacking her and immediately calling her job because that was all public information. And she was like, what the hell? And then because of that, it got really, really complicated in the court case (laughs) for that wreck or the insurance case, I guess. But we see stuff like that. And all we see half the time is half videos and it moves on. Now, let me put this caveat here. Videos like police brutality videos like that, there is no, what did they do? I, I won't, we won't stand for that. That's bull****. No, no police or no people who think they're in authority have the right to beat, to abuse, or to uh, kill anyone. Point blank. That should not be a thing. I won't talk about that. We're not going to talk about the current issues that have happened Again, even if they did something wrong outside of like truly almost killing someone, like with a gun, with intent, a guilty person should not die either. A person who commits a theft should not have to die. A person who is asking questions and trying to figure out why they're being detained should not be hurt and abused. So... That part, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that issue. What we're talking about is the small accounts of, she wrote this, let's cancel this person. She said this, let's cancel this person. Racist tirades are not good. That needs to be called out. But again, we do need to talk about growth. You can't fix racists, but you can fix situations, and you can talk about why they're angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the, and that quote you just read, I think that's one of the keys is I, social media can because of like the limitations of what you communicate, uh, it can be very limiting in terms of nuance. And I do think nuance is important. And, you know, there are some things that, yeah, absolutely are like, well, I got the nuance 
and they're still canceled. Like, yeah. Bad. But like, if you, I feel like a lot of us don't even take that step. We just see like, oh, everyone else is doing it. I'm going to get on board or else they're going to think that I'm bad because <laughs> I didn't say anything. And it just builds and it snowballs out. And I, especially because we have an episode coming out on AI. We've talked about deep fakes before. Like it's going to get more and more complicated in the future for us right. to know what is the reality? What is the truth of what we're seeing online? And that was something like the older generation struggled with because they didn't grow up with social media. They didn't grow up with the internet. Now, you and I, especially because this is kind of a burgeoning technology, we're going to have to be vigilant about that because right. you can't... It, the technology is so good. And, and like, I, I mean, I've read accounts of, you know, revenge porn targeted at women, especially like journalists or something like that. And if nobody... Well, I mean, number one, a lot of that shouldn't even be a fireable offense, but that's a whole other situation. But anyway, um, but it's like once people just make these videos and they're sending them to like your family, right. it's so hard to be like, hey, no, I know it looks <laughs> right. I know what it looks like. We're susceptible to that too, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a concern. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. With the power of social media, there's the power to shut down businesses. We, you know, I kind of alluded to that. In a, a Forbes article about callouts, they actually uh, posted this. In a recent study conducted by whoishostingthis.com, it was noted that it can take dozens of glowing reviews to reverse the damage of single scathing complaints, especially if the complaint goes viral. More importantly, more people are now publicly calling out companies on social media. Now, I will say... 
I feel like oftentimes the big corporates, you can't get their attention until you do call them out. Airbnb is a prime example of that. Amazon is a prime example of that. All the airports, apparently, like all of them, (laughs) there's not a single one that's not been called out, I feel like. Uh, They've all been called out, and that's seemingly the only way you can get to them because you can't find any satisfaction through doing it individually quietly. Mm -hmm. And the the same study found that the 51% of respondents of who they surveyed said they'd called out a company and it was it isn't just the young crowd that is being as so vocal on social media. In fact, forty four percent of baby boomers said they they made complaints about a company, and men were more likely to voice their concerns, which we should talk about because we all have this habit of calling Karens because we mm-hmm. do see the videos. But apparently, men make most of those complaints. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, I've seen so many, and, and don't get me wrong; these businesses need to be called out if they refuse to serve someone because of race, call them out. Uh, they don't deserve that business. If they Like all these things, if they uh, kick you out because of one thing or another. But it was also used by anti-vaxxers because they, they refused to give service to people who didn't wear masks inside during the pandemic. So right. this is where it also flips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, because um, I, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. I, I doubt it's listening we're pretty we're liberal um <laughs> because i feel like so many things we talk about it has like the potential to do these good things but it has the potential to be like weaponized in the other way where we've talked about kind of like you know co-opting of terms like woke or, or things like that from like conservative people who are now using it like not in the way like it's meant to be right. like taking those ideas and then changing them and turning themselves into the victim here. Mm-hmm. So like the whole idea about masks, you know, oh, I'm the victim, I can't do what I want. Or like even if you can think about like things like um, businesses who ret- refuse to make like cakes for gay couples or or whatever, where it's like... They want they want to do whatever they want, but they but unless <laughs> unless it doesn't agree with like my value set, and it is it's murky. Again, I keep going back to the word nuance because there is a lot of nuance in this conversation. But yeah, like that. If you, again, if you just don't do your research, if you're just like, oh, look at this one star review, and that's where I'll never go there. And then the one star review is maybe oh they made me put on a mask and maybe you agree with that and you're like actually i really like that right i would like to go there then <laughs> right and yeah that's exactly the right like there are so many things at the very beginning we talked about is that when someone comes on social media and says this person does this to me and then you have people all over the world not country all over the world going to their site and just crashing their reviews and making stuff up they made stuff up like people would be like i saw this roach da 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 this person tried to kick me out this person tried to serve me a severed foot like Stuff like that. That was make it. I made that one. I'm sorry. Uh, but that will be my review for somebody. I'm just kidding. But like they made things up. So you don't know exactly what's happening. Don't get me wrong. Again, if they're racist, if they're not serving people. But there was a lot of times where the uh, person who was trying to get something was the offender. And we did not know that till way later. There were so many things mm-hmm. like that that we don't quite understand. Now, again, I don't want to go back to the this is this this side of the story, that side of the story. There's definitely situations to that, but there's definitely situations where like, no, that was injustice mm-hmm. and that was unfair and we believe that. Anybody who's being sexually harassed, anybody, any of, we know this. So this is with that in mind. Um, and by the way, again, in the Forbes uh, article, it says the survey also found that 52% of those who said they call out companies 
did so to raise awareness, and 50% said it was so that others could avoid similar problems. So the motives were high-minded, so the survey noted, but it suggests that there's more than just a refund or discount in mind. And again, I've definitely seen those people who are like, they've tried that route, they got no answer, so this is what they're going to do is publicly call them out. I, I think like there's, again, this is one of those like, I don't know how I feel mm, moments, mm-hmm. you know, like those people who call out racist and uh, sexist acts and people, I'm glad, I guess, but I really hate that we rely on these people. It, when they do this, it's all gloating and mm-hmm. it's all, it, it feels petty. And I'm like, you're literally uh, getting views on the backs of someone else's suffering. Is that okay? Right. I mean, that's going back to what you said about the incident in New York. Like, who are we doing this for? Like, who who are you calling out for? And I think it's really easy to tell yourself, well, I'm like doing doing the the God's work or whatever. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're kind of we've really monetized, and we're not like we're making money, but like the the whole the <laughs> currency, <laughs> the whole currency of like internet kind of performative action and getting those views and getting those followers um, can be, I think it, uh, people can lose sight of who it should be for. Like if, you, if you're if you doing it for like high-minded things or something other than a refund and discount, that's not necessarily wrong. But if, but if that's just kind of a performative thing that you're doing right, um, or you're not doing the research, right. then that's that's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Annie, thank you for going down this rabbit hole with me because I've got so many more questions that I'll be bringing about in my now Sam's Corner segment. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But why, Internet? But why, Internet? (laughs) Well, that we do have a lot of questions about that. And we will not run out of content. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for for bringing this topic. Uh, Look forward to the next one. And listeners, if you have any, like, why internet topics we should discuss, any thoughts about this, you can email us at stephaniebombstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Most of Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. 
the I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it, kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.